Mission Chats with John Crow. Thank you so much for tuning in to Mission Chats. This is part two of my conversation with Stephanie Nicholson, who leads Here to There Ministries. And I hope you'll be encouraged as she shares a couple of stories of God at work and also challenged in your understanding of the role of the church in missions and how partnership can happen with missionaries. You know, obviously, you've had a variety of your own mission experiences over the years, as you shared. And something I always love to hear is one or two God stories where, you know, as you reflect back on the experiences you've had and what God did in your life and allowed you to do in others' lives, what would stand out in your memory of something where God showed up big? So two things come to mind. The first one, maybe my first go around in East Asia and we were working with young students. One of the guys that was in our group had studied religion, right? So he had a lot of knowledge Mm -hmm. and he was stuck on the concept of atheism, but you could tell he was intrigued. And every day he'd show up and he'd have more questions and he'd ask. So it was kind of just constant in-depth conversations, digging into these deep theological discussions And I was getting tired because I mean, (laughs) day after day, I was like, I am not prepared for this, but he kept coming back and you're just like, okay, Lord, whatever he's coming back with today, you're just going to have to get me ready for it. And so the last day we were in this particular area, we went out kind of touring the city with the students and letting them show us around and take them to our homes. And so we're at this big park. And we had just climbed up to the top of this bell tower. I'm exaggerating, but it felt like a thousand stairs. And my legs are just like, you guys have had that before where you've tried to work out. It's just like jello and everything's shaking. And I can't breathe. And this monk just kind of walks around the corner. And I literally felt God pick me up and move me in front, like just right in front of this guy. So he couldn't pass me. And he was like, talk to him about me. And I'm like, well, I don't speak the language. And the only person around that speaks English is this kid who has been debunking Christianity all week. And I was like, I don't want this person translating the gospel. But that was like the only option. Hmm. And so I just said, hey, would you translate and share the gospel with this Buddhist monk and just had a great conversation with him. And the whole time going, please be sharing the truth and just going, okay, this is the part where I'm fully relying on the Holy Spirit to share. Even if he's not sharing, you say what's true. You say what's true. And so it was just kind of a weird experience. Mm -hmm. And I'm watching this kid at the same time. And the next morning he shows up and he goes, okay, I believe your talk yesterday with that monk was like what sealed the deal. And I'm like, yeah. What? You know, like <laughs> I can't breathe. My whole body's shaking. Right. I don't know what you're saying. Yeah. And I just love how there was nothing about me <laughs> that mm-hmm. made that happen. And it was so exciting to see all of those pieces, like the struggle from the week and using him in this very unreal situation. I think at that time I was like, this would be so cool if this monk gave his life to Jesus. Right. Sure. But at the same time, I think it was more about the kid exactly. than it was the monk. And to see him give his life to Christ just because yeah. of this simple experience. So right. That was kind of a cool story that I have just kind of tattooed in yeah. the brain of, of watching his transformation yeah. throughout the week. That's amazing. Uh, because I, don't know uh, if yes, I have room to share one more. 
Yeah, you do. But I just want to comment on that because I think so often, you know, in our Christian walk, there are those little nudges, you know, of the spirit and, you know, maybe just a thought or, a, hey, you should talk to that person or why don't you stop and help them? You know, and I know in my life, many times, you know, I've been too busy, my schedule's too tight to make the time. Yeah. And yet those opportunities when I have stopped and done something or had that conversation, it's like, man, God, you just showed up and <laughs> I would never have imagined that that was what he wanted to do with that little yeah. moment. And yet, you know, and so I just yeah. sometimes, you know, you think back maybe with regret or just like the what ifs, those times where, yeah, you can recall the, the nudge of the spirit that you didn't take a step. Anyway, just a great reminder yeah. and encouragement to listen. Well, yeah. and... John 4, when it talks about the harvest is white, you know, it's like ready to right. pick. Yep. And right before it says, look up. Yeah. Like, look up. I like we get so into our schedules and our routines and I got to get my checklist done for today. And I'm not paying attention to the people that are white and to harvest right around me. For sure. So trying to look up. I still have trouble. I'm like, I need that on my mirror everywhere. Right. Like, look up, look up. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Great. You said you had a second story as well. So I'd love yeah, to hear Yeah, this one's like more recent because sure. now we're working with churches and really helping them be more intentional, more strategic. We had a church come through our AMPT course a couple years ago, and then we've been coaching them. And a little over a year ago, they said, okay, we feel like God's leading us to start focusing on an unreached people group but the church is small and the demographic is old and they're like nobody from our church is going to be leaving to go to an unreached people group because that's like a long-term process right so they said but we want somebody from our church we want this to be a part of what we do not just bring somebody else in kind of graph them in and so we started praying and said, okay, but let's let's just build a plan as if somebody from the church mm-hmm. was going to go. Let's start praying and and trusting that God's going to figure this out for us. So we do. We start strategizing, start working with the missions team that they have to just say, okay, what would this look like if we had somebody in our church? How do we get them ready? How do we go? And then the church gets a phone call from one of the Christian universities that they partner with. And they said, we've got some preacher boys that need some practice. Could you open up and let them come in and share on a Sunday? And so they did. They had these two young men come and share. And afterwards, they took them to lunch and are getting to know them. And one of the boys said, yeah, I'm graduating next semester. My fiance and I are called to an unreached people group, but we're really looking for a church to be a part of and Mm -hmm. to learn and grow in for the first Mm -hmm. couple of years before we leave. And it was just like everybody at the table who had been praying and working on this plan was like, "Uh, (laughs) this is this, this guy. And so they just didn't say anything. They prayed about it. He had several interviews because he was getting ready to graduate. Mm -hmm. They called him in a couple of weeks to see how those interviews went and to share this vision and said, would you pray about this? This is where Mm -hmm. God's leading us once we heard your story. And so it worked out that he came. But the cool part is they didn't have the funding to bring Mm -hmm. on another staff person. It just logistically at the time, it wasn't going to work. And so the mission team went to the elders and said, hey, we literally just got done with our faith promise giving, which is their version of campaigning for missions and raising the budgeted Mm -hmm. needs and commitments for that year. And they said, we just asked the church to step out in faith, to increase their giving. We're asking you to step out in faith and say, because they had already said, no, we don't have the budget for this. 
And so they really just challenged the elders and the elders said, okay, we'll do it. Right. So they step out on faith. They hire this young couple to come to the church. And within, I think within a couple of weeks, maybe a month, somebody from the church was burdened to pay his whole salary for a year up front. So just seeing this church go, this is not possible. This is not something that we have in our ability to do, but we feel like God's calling us to do this. And we're going to just keep moving forward, keep taking the next step. And now they have this young couple She's studying linguistics. He's getting his practice in and working in a church. And how does this work? And they're making plans to go to an unreached people group. (laughs) It's so exciting. (laughs) This little hundred person church, the demographics probably 65, 70 ish years old. And I'm loving the process and the journey with them to just watch them take these steps of faith. And it's really exciting. Yeah, that's a super case study too for here to there. Really, you know, the heart of what you're trying to do. That's just fantastic. What a massive encouragement to hear. Yeah, again, just God at work, right? Beyond our wildest dreams almost, or at least our human expectations. Uh, That's fantastic. Yeah. Far better than we can plan. Amen. Yep. Wonderful. Well, again, you've had a great wealth of experience in missions over the years in different ways. And I always find it interesting to hear, you know, how someone would define missions. So in your case, with your experience, how would you answer that? Oh, gosh, that's like the question for all mission people, right? Is everybody a missionary? Is yeah. just career people missionaries? And I feel like we sway a little bit. Mm-hmm. Our strategy is more like everyone's involved in missions. Everyone's right. called to mission, right? Because ecclesia, the called out. I love it when people are like, I'm not called. And I'm like, yeah. actually, let's go back and look. Getting them to just realize that they have a part in the Great Commission, mm-hmm. But we do believe that churches should be sending out full-time missionaries as well. So I read something recently, and it just kind of sparked this concept in my mind. We're preparing everybody to be missionaries. Some are actually going to do it. And so it's like everybody is getting trained as a missionary to go across the street, Mm -hmm. to go across the globe. Some people are going to do it as a career, and some people are going to just do it with their careers. Mm -hmm. It's a little bit of both and, and I know I just probably yeah. made a bunch of people mad, but that's fine. I'm sticking with it because there that's, you go. <laughs> like, it's everybody. Um, yeah. Ephesians four, right? When we talk about the equipping verses, some are called to be teachers and apostles, but if you keep going, it says we're not living out the fullness of the body of Christ if we're not doing the thing that God's called us to do. So when we're not living on mission, when we're not using those gifts and resources that God's given us, we're not being the church. And the church is to make his name known throughout all the nations, right? So it kind of just fits in that same space. And I think we kind of limit it, right? You know, missions is only this category of people or this type of work. Mm -hmm. So we just kind of do a little bit of both ends. (laughs) And that's great. For our listeners who uh, strongly disagree, I'd encourage you to go and join here to theirs network and have your say. So Yeah, we love this conversation. And we're like always listening to other people. I'm like, what are they saying? And I'm like, oh, yeah, I like that. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, And we we grow and learn together as we uh, (laughs) discuss and debate. So that's great. Yeah. 
Well, lastly, as we kind of bring this in for landing, as it were, I always encourage people who are guests on the podcast uh, just to give us your advice. So in your case, I'd love to hear your advice for someone who's, you know, maybe considering mission work themselves, uh, going out as a missionary, felt that call. But then also any advice you'd have for a church that's trying to figure out how to do this mission thing, especially outside of their local community. Okay. For people who feel called to missions. Mm -hmm. So many times the type of person that is a missionary is like type A, lone ranger kind of (laughs) person. Um, Sometimes a little quirky because we've got to be able to adapt to all different cultures and things like that. But I feel like the strongest missionaries are the ones who don't go alone Mm -hmm. and they wrap the church around them in the process. So we have a couple of young future missionaries at one of our churches, Mm -hmm. and they've done a great job of including the church in the whole process. Mm -hmm. Hey, we feel called. Will you pray with us about this? Hey, we're looking at different organizations. Will you help vet them with us? Mm -hmm. Hey, we'd love to go to this particular training. What do you think about this? And not that like everything has to be finalized by the church, but if we're talking about partnerships, which is our sweet spot. Yeah. It's partnership, right? We want the mission to be with the church and we want the missionaries to be from the church and going with the church. And so if you're doing that, don't be a lone ranger and go through all of the work and then come back and tell your church like, hey, I'm going to do this now support me in the process. Like include them because you're winning friends. You're also discipling them right? You're helping them do this partnership thing and learning new things about what it means to raise up and send out missionaries. But you're also padding your stats (laughs) for great support Mm -hmm. and encouragement along the way, right? You're building them into the foundation of your work so that when you get there, kind of like where I was, you already have the support, you already have the care and you already have the resources because they've been doing it along with you. Yep. Yeah. So if you're the church, yeah. then do all of those things. <laughs> Flip side. Yeah, or exactly. <laughs> do all those things. Some of our best churches are really intentional to start exposing missions at a young age, mission corners, mission moments in their youth and their young adults, mm-hmm. uh, missions training, like take them to the woods and teach them about living off the land, right. but also like what's the great commission in the process. And getting alone with God and just having them wrestle with this Mm -hmm. kind of like you and I, we had those come to Jesus moments in our teens and like, what do we really believe? But then also create opportunities. Our biggest thing that we hear from churches is we want to make disciples of all nations, choose one and start giving your people in your church, the opportunity to learn how to do it. Mm -hmm. So create the training opportunities, create the experience opportunities, the equipping opportunities, as much in-house as you possibly can. We love mission organizations, Mm -hmm. but we don't believe that they're supposed to be doing all of the work. We really want the church, who is the one to shepherd and steward the missionaries as they go. Mm -hmm. You do it. That's your family. Love them, care for them, raise them up, train and equip them, encourage them. Sure, call the organization for help, for language and culture and, um, you know, finances and making sure you're doing it legally and and properly. But Mm -hmm. man, you got so many people in your church who can help in this process and be a part of it. That way, when they go, it's not, we'll see you later. It's we're going with you you. and we're going to do this with you. And 
we see the churches that do it this way, they have more missionaries come up because the exposure and the experience and the opportunity to serve along the way. And they see the need, right? So they go, well, I can do that. And so I'm going to, or I like what God's doing around the world and they're exposed to it. And so they either go join that missionary or go somewhere else. Mm -hmm. No, good word. I really love that. And I think, yeah, so many, like you said, do go out kind of on their own, do their own thing. Uh, and I think, to be honest, I think that's a it's a tough way to be, especially if you're going somewhere a little more remote frontier type work yes. and you maybe don't have the community in country, you know, knowing that you have a whole team behind you back home and you've yeah. got that solid relationship from doing that together, getting you there and go so far and keeping you on the field and keeping you yeah. sane and motivated. There are those people, they were born for that. They can do it. They they were made for the survivor shows and all of that, you know, like they get it, but they still need to be vetted Mm -hmm. and made sure that there are those types of people. And so there's always a role that the church can play in raising up and sending out and caring for and joining them Mm -hmm. in the work. Yeah. And even I think accountability as well, having that network that's checking in on you and making sure you're doing what you said you're going to go do and that you're, yes. you know, that you have, you know, someone to lean on in those days when it gets tough or when, you know, whatever you start getting yep. tempted into something that may or may not be helpful in you, you know, your own personal life or your ministry yep. work and things like that. So yeah, just so much wisdom there. Thank you. So, the sweet spot about that with the accountability and the mm-hmm. partnership Mm-hmm. is that it goes both ways. Right. Yeah. So looking back at our biblical example, Paul was sent out, right, as a missionary and starting the churches, but he went back to encourage the churches, right? right. A couple of yeah. times he did the finger shake <laughs> yeah. and he said, hey, check yourself. That's and right. so it was the missionary encouraging the church to yep. do it too. And with partnership, you're doing it together. There's mm-hmm. regular communication and check-in. Yep. And so it's not only one direction. Right that you get the encouragement coming both ways. And you're a pastor and mission leader. If you're listening to this, you know what it means to be isolated, right? To have somebody to help you as well. So it's a beautiful relationship. Yep. A win-win. Yes. Very good. Well, Stephanie, thank you so much for making time today to do this and to share your story. I've just been blessed to hear it. And as we kind of wrap up, I'd love to just pray for you and for Brian and for here to there. Just commit all you're doing to the Lord and trust for him to continue to grow it. And I think it's such a a needed ministry function in our church world today. So yeah, thank you for what you're doing. Oh, we're grateful. Thanks for the invitation. Yeah, let's pray. Father God, what a blessing it has been to chat with Stephanie and just hear her heart. Lord, just amazing stories of firsthand ministry in her life. And now through that, Lord, seeing this need to help churches find good ways to support their missionaries and to help missionaries learn how to integrate and be intentional in bringing the church along the journey as they prepare and then as they launch out. Lord, keeping those relationships intact and helping the church feel a part of what the person's doing. And even from that, Lord, as Stephanie shared, often that will raise up more from within the church. And it's just really exciting to hear some of these stories, how you've been doing that in the churches they're partnering with. Lord, I know they would love to see many more churches and mission leaders engage with them. And so, Father, I just pray uh, your blessing over this effort, that it would continue to grow and bring many more to the kingdom and to give you the glory first and foremost, Lord. We thank you for their heart, for their commitment. Lord, I pray too for they work support-based, Lord. Would you raise up more financial partners to just help make this possible and encourage them through that as well, I ask, Father. So I just commit them to you today. Pray your blessing over them. And yeah, we pray in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen.
Thank you. Well, thank you. And yeah, just for my listeners one more time, if you haven't caught it yet, here to there.org with the number two uh, between here and there. And yeah, check them out. Get involved. If you are a missions pastor or a missionary leader or a missionary yourself, just check them out. Get involved with the, the network, the community they're building. Some wonderful resources from what I saw as well. And I think you'll be blessed to, to partner with them in whatever way the Lord leads you. So again, thank you, Stephanie. Thank you, John. Thanks, Mission Chats. I hope this has been encouraging for you. And thank you again for tuning in to Mission Chats. The links to ministries mentioned will always be in the show notes, so you can find links to here to there and their network in the show notes. And I'd love to ask you too, if you've enjoyed this or other episodes of Mission Chats, please take a moment and give it a rating with stars. And if you have another minute or two, leave us a review. Thank you again. God bless. Find us online at missionchats.com.